Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is March 16, and our chapter reading for today is the book of Ruth, chapter 1. Over the next four podcasts, I am going to introduce you to one of the greatest love stories in all of human history, and it is one of the greatest love stories in the Bible between an older man, Boaz, and and Ruth, a Gentile woman from the land of Moab. Now, I'm going to give you great detail in the coming podcast about these characters, but today what I want to do is just introduce to you their names and how Jewish families name their children on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose, and that we will learn something of the great-grandfather and great-grandmother of King David, because you you see, the book of Ruth is often portrayed as merely just the foreshadowing of Jesus and his church and the love for that. And I do believe that that has significance in light of the New Testament. But in a priority sense, in primary sense, it's not even about that. It is continuing the story of the Crimson River, of course, his story. But we don't need to breeze past this and get into the New Testament because remember, the Tanakh was a standalone book, the Law, the Prophets, and the Writings. And so when we come to the book of Ruth, we need to understand that it is strategically placed at the end of the book of Judges, not as an appendix or as an addendum for us to just gloss over, but rather it is an introduction to the greatest of all the kings of Israel, King David, who was the son of Jesse, who was the son of Obed, who was the son of a Moabite woman and a man by the name of Boaz, a wealthy landowner in the land of Ephratah, in the land of Bethlehem of Judah. And so we're going to be introduced to them. And But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the main characters early on and help you to understand their meanings and how the Jewish people name their children. Now, in America, it is the trend nowadays that as soon as the test is performed and before the test can even be confirmed, we are shouting that we're going to have a baby and that uh, we are great with child. And notice what I'm saying, we are. First of all, the woman is pregnant, not the man. So there is no we are pregnant at all. We might be having a baby as in the family's having a baby, but the woman is the one that's going to carry the child. And that's very important. But it's in vogue to say uh, we're pregnant. Well, we're not pregnant. The woman is pregnant. So when we talk about names in the Bible, please understand that there is purpose behind naming a child. And nowadays, again, it's faddish to just name a child anything or after a shooting star or Pepsi for all that matters. We, they just don't have meaning behind the names in the West and in many other nations around the earth, but the Jews do have purpose in their names. 
First of all, when a woman is gray with child, as in earlier days in America, she kept herself quiet and away and hidden for a while to make sure that the child was going to not miscarry at an early stage because there is always the possibility of that throughout the pregnancy, but certainly in the first trimester, the first three months. So they were kept away and hidden away. And then it is a trend today to name a child even before the child is born, even before the couple are married. They will name their children sometimes and certainly afterwards, and they'll pick out names and they'll name the child while the child's still in the womb. The Jewish families do not do that. The name was not given, and you can see this in the Bible, even with John that we call John the Baptist, the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and certainly with the Lord Jesus. Even though the angel gave the name, it was not until the child was circumcised that the name is given. And this is true then and also now. A name is not given before a child is circumcised, especially before eight days. And the reason is, is because something and so many things can happen at birth and the surround birth and immediately after birth, that if you give a name, a family name to a child, then that name is taken. You can't name a child identical the same as you do another one, because that in almost any culture would not be appropriate. And so the child is named at uh, the circumcision, if it's a boy, in eight days when it's a girl, to make sure that the blood has formed in the veins as it needs to, and all of those kinds of things take place. And so the child, the naming of a child is very important. Now, the reason I'm making such a fuss about this on this podcast is because names mean something. And we're going to find that in the book of Ruth. But I don't want to just go past, breeze past this idea, the strategic nature and the placing of the book of Ruth between 1 Samuel and the book of Judges, because it is the bridge, the literary bridge between the closing of the period of the Judges and the last days of the Judges and the introduction to the monarchy, that is, the days in Israel when a king would rule. And so it says, And it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem of Judah went to dwell in the land of Moab. Now Moab, or Moab, Remember where that came from. That was from the incestuous relationship of Lot and one of his daughters. Moab literally means from father. Just a literal name. Again, that's exactly how the Jewish people then and now name their children for the most part. Certainly the Orthodox do that. So you have Moab. The other was Ammon, you remember. And all of these names have meaning. And then it says in verse 2, the name of the man that left and went to dwell in Moab was Elimelech. We call it Elimelech. Eli is the word, my God. El is the name for God, the E sound, that I in our language, Eli. We say Eli, but Eli is the word for my God. Melech, M-E-L-E-C-H, Melech, Melech is the name for king. So Elimelech or Elimelech means my God is king. And then you have the wife 
who was named Naomi, a beautiful, beautiful name, Naomi. Naomi is the word for pleasant one, someone who is pleasant. This would have been a child that immediately had a pleasantness about their countenance and was probably smiling for the first days that brought such joy to the mom and dad's heart that they named the child the pleasant one. And then the scripture says in verse 2 that Elimelech and Naomi, God is my king and the pleasant one, had two sons. Now, it's interesting that these two sons died early. They died before their mother and father, which is not a normal thing. And it says that their names were Malchan, Malchan. It's interesting that the names of these two boys of Naomi and Elimelech were evidently not well from birth because they were named Machlan, Machlan, that is, one who is sick. It comes from the word for sickly, someone who is not well. And so the child must have been weak from the beginning. And then the word Kilion comes from the word which means uh, finished or spent. It's translated once or twice languishing. It's the idea of being complete, finished. The child was wasting away, it seems, from the very beginning. So they married two women, two Moabite women. And the scripture says that one of them's name was Orpah and the other was Ruth. Now, Orpah, we just know very little about her, but Ruth, we know quite a bit about. And we find out about her character. We find out about her intelligence. We find out about her stamina. We find out about her wisdom and her obedience and all of those wonderful godly traits that she had. And she was a heathen woman. She was a Moabite woman, a Gentile woman, whose family were obviously not followers of Yahweh, of the God of the Jews, because when she was leaving, she literally, we'll see, said, your people will now be my people. Your God will be my God. You would not say that if someone's God was already your God. And so she made some real decisions in her life. You will see that Naomi, by the way, the word Ruth means friendship or a good association, if you will. And so many people will name their child Ruth or Ruth, as we would call it. That's a beautiful name. You don't hear it as much as you once did, but it is a beautiful name. And Ruth is the word for friend or friendship. It's a very delightful name. But now after the death of the two sons, the death of her husband, Naomi became bitter. You say, well, how do you know that, Pastor? You can't judge her. Well, I don't have to. She judges herself because she said, I'm no longer the pleasant one. I am now Mara. Mara, M-A-R-A-H. Mara means bitter. When the children of Israel were coming out of uh, Egyptian bondage, they came to uh, water. And when they came there, they tasted it, and it was Mara. 
It was bitter, and they called the name of the place Mara, bitterness. And you'll remember that miraculously it was turned to sweet water, pure water, when Moses performed a miracle God did with a stick. So you can go back and read about that. But the word Mara is the word for bitter. She was saying that God has dealt harshly with me, and I'm upset about it. I don't like it. I'm bitter. I'm in mourning all the time. This caused her to go home. When the people saw her, you'll recall, they said, there is Naomi. She said, no, don't call me Naomi. I'm bitter. I, I don't like the way God's dealt with me. Isn't it interesting how the vicissitudes of life and how things change with us, how it can change our nature, how it can change how we look at life, how we look at people. People many times will get the shaft from someone. They'll be betrayed by someone or two or three people. Listen, it's a way of life because we live in a sinful world. But if you allow people to determine how you view the rest of life, you are going to be a Mara person yourself, a very bitter person. It puts me in the mind of a teenagers. They fall in love with somebody and they are infatuated with somebody and they break their heart. I've heard many boys and many girls. I think I've said it four or five times myself as a teenager. I'll never have anything to do with a girl again. Well, I married a girl. Been with her for um, 44 years now. And all I'm saying to you is this. People are going to treat us in a way that's not often good, but we cannot judge everybody through the eyes of those who have hurt us. Through the experiences that are bad, God's been good to us, and we need to understand that we're all fallen human beings, and we cannot allow the things that happen to us in our life to turn us bitter. You see, we cannot control what happens many times in our lives and how people treat us, but we can control our actions as children of God by the grace of God. God. And I don't care what's happened to us, no matter who we are, we have no right to be bitter. God never gives us the right to be bitter. God never gives us the right to be unforgiving. God never lets us wallow in unforgiveness and bitterness because it defiles and destroys everything around us. And Naomi, by God's grace, started out pleasant and turned bitter. But in even her bitterness, God's grace superseded that, and he blessed her in such a way that Naomi, before the end of her life, became Naomi again. She became the pleasant one once again. And as we go through this beautiful love story, let's remember that names mean something. And so when we name our children and we talk with people and we bless people, let's remember to bless them in the name that is above all names, the name that has more meaning than others, the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.